What is up, everybody? I am George Mossy. Please say hello to my co-host, Cara. Hi, so, hi. hi. So, Night A Fiance, The Other Way, Season 4, Episode 11. If you were looking for Mock, Mood, and Nicole, you didn't get them this week. And I feel we earned that break. I feel yeah. like we have been tortured enough all season that we earned a, a break Absolutely. away from them. Absolutely. Yes. yes. But <laughs> I do want to talk about Chris and Jamie because we did get them on this episode. So, Chris and Jamie were back, and we found out that Chris is back in Alabama, which we knew. But we did know that she told Jamie she would be there for a couple of weeks, hopefully no longer. Yeah, two weeks. And we now know that she's been there for three months. Now, there's reasons that she gave us and she gave Jamie. She said that she needed to get her narcolepsy medication. Her bank did freeze her account. So that is a necessary thing. You need to have your funds unfroze. So I, I get that. But we also found out that she has been in Alabama working because she's not allowed to work in Columbia yet. And we found out that Jamie had quit her job because when she took some time off, which was approved at the time, her job then decided to change their mind and say that she needed to either come back to work right away or find another job. And since Chris had been giving her um, the idea that finances were going to be taken care of for a while, Jamie felt that she could spend this time with her new wife and she could spend time at home building their home together. And now... She is all alone, unemployed in Colombia, wondering when is Chris going to return? And she can't seem to get a straight answer because it's been like a month since she's talked to her and she can't get Chris to pick up the phone. And oh, did I mention Jamie also has COVID right now? So she's not just waiting and lonely and worried, but she is also sick. So what do you make of this situation? Because it kind of feels like Chris and Jamie are falling apart at the seams. 1000% Chris fell apart at the seams completely fell apart first of all jamie having covid breaks my heart how dare chris make my girl jamie we all know i love jamie i can't help but love that girl she made her sad she made her cry she's lying to her this whole thing about coming back to the states for your bank funds you should have had that stuff taken care of before you left lady and now you're making up stories how you had to come back here and work i'm sorry but I realize she can't work in Colombia, but you can pressure wash driveways in Colombia because she's not getting a paycheck for that. You can paint houses because she's not getting, all this is under the table. So that's just a bunch of BS. She can do all that same stuff in Colombia. There's so much more hidden there. So do you think that Chris is trying to jump ship? Do you think that Chris is yep. looking for a reason to not return to Columbia? Yep. Now, what, what I'm wondering is why, though, because things were going so well. They got married. They were living together. They were getting along. So what do you think is the issue and why you think Chris wants to leave and never return? She's got a lot of different hidden issues that are not coming out yet. I think they will surface later on. But something isn't adding up. You can't tell me you can't get narcolepsy medication in Colombia. You can't tell me that, that all of her problems can't be solved there, especially with the support of her wife. That's why you get married. So you do things as a team. So you have that support. Instead, you get your wife to quit her job. You get your wife to get a more expensive apartment. You get your wife to do all these things. And then you just bail on her and then get mad because she's calling to find out when you're coming back. Before she headed back to the States, they were starting a business together. Chris was going to buy a food truck. What happened to that? Chris sold her house, so she had all this money to go over there. 
but all of a sudden it just disappeared in what nine days right that's that's something that caught me by surprise too she said that her financial situation has been dwindling by the day and i was like well she did sell that house in order to say that they would be okay for almost up to a year i think is what she was saying it would be a pretty a substantial amount of time up until she would be able to actually work legally in colombia so i'm wondering why that financial situation changed so drastically because we're talking like thousands and thousands of dollars that i'm, I'm assuming she doesn't have anymore that maybe she did and she's working and sending money back to jamie and then it kind of seems like she's angry because jamie misses her physically being with her yeah and chris is looking at it like well i'm sending you money that should be enough jamie doesn't really care about money and i, I know that money is important we need money in order to live to have a home to eat it's super important but when it comes to the people you love Money is so irrelevant. Like when people lose a loved one or someone passes away, the last thing going through their mind is, oh my gosh, money or what they were giving to me, money. They don't care about that. When you want that person in your life to be a constant to you, that is so irrelevant. There are people who are a couple that have lived in their cars because they just wanted to be together, you know? And I don't know if Chris is there with Jamie. Does she just want to be with Jamie or does she want to be with Jamie as long as all of the cards are in order and everything is going correctly. Cause I don't know if that's really a relationship because a relationship is ups and downs. It can't always be up. And if things are up, you can't run away. Yes. As long as it's in her favor, she wants to be with Jamie. Jamie loves Chris way more than Chris loves Jamie. Chris loves Chris more than anybody. And it's just, Jamie, if you're watching, if you see this, you can call me anytime I'll pick up. You don't ever have to be alone, girl. You don't ever have to be, but I'm just so beside myself that she is saying stuff like, okay, so she hasn't talked to her in a month. Why mm -hmm. can't you call her after work? You don't work 24 hours a day. Call her after work. Make that time. You guys are married. You can FaceTime. You can FaceTime while you sleep huh. just so you can be together. If you loved her, you would make time to talk to her every day yeah and there's they're newlyweds yeah. so it's like you can't be tired of talking to each other yet because you're literally newlyweds and they got married like what nine days after they met so this is so fresh so that conversation should be so flowing and easy because if like you said if the love is there between the two of them they want to see each other they want to talk to each other they want to make sure that they're having that connection like before she got there facetime every day call every day text every day it's not the same and i feel like jamie is feeling the pain of being pushed aside and it's yeah. like she doesn't want she walks down the aisle she gets married and then like a month later she has it all ripped away yeah and then chris gets up and storms off like a child in the middle of a conversation i'm not gonna listen to her i'm not gonna listen to her that's all she keeps saying it's the first time you talk to her in a month so what what's there not to listen to what are you, what are you expecting she wasn't gonna you know have open arms when you've been avoiding her that's a, that's just crazy. So I want to switch over and switch gears and talk about Jen and Rishi because we saw Randy and Myra go all the way to India. And I said this, I was like, I feel like a three day journey is a long time to prove to your friend that you were right. Because I was like, that's what they're doing. They're basically flying over there to tell Jen like, hey, remember when we told you that Rishi's a bad guy and he's shady? We were right and you should have listened to us. Like that's a yeah. text message for me. I'm not going to get on a plane for three days. 
you know, and all these connecting fights and all these things just to prove that my friends are wrong. My friends are always wrong. Like I always get to say I was right and you were wrong. So I'm not going through that, but I do appreciate the level of love that they have for Jen because they said that they traveled all the way to Jamaica for Jen's last wedding to a guy that they also get not like. So they are sticking with her and they do want what's best for her. So Rishi gave a explanation. He said that he knew exactly who Randy was when she messaged him because he and Jen had a conversation prior to who Randy and Myra were. So what are your thoughts on he was playing around, pulling her leg, and just was playing along up until he thought that it got inappropriate, so he blocked her. Are you buying what he's selling? Because Jen doesn't know if she's buying what he's selling. I am. I am 100%. I am in support of Rishi, 100%. I think Randy is just there to start shit. Plain and simple. She's The only thing that keeps coming out of her mouth is the DMs, the DMs, the DMs, the topless photo. No, it was a post off of Instagram. He literally said he forwarded it to you. You're mad that he blocked you. That That's yeah. what it is, mad that he blocked you. And I, I think Rishi is being very straightforward with it. Well, he's being straightforward with that. But what about when he slipped up and said that he has turned down potential wives that his mom picked out because at first the story was his family was not looking for wives then the story came about when his friend slipped up and said that they were looking he's like oh they've been looking for about a year then the mom said they have been looking for a couple of years and now he said that he has turned down up to four he wouldn't give us a definite number but he said between three and four and he would just say no based on photos he didn't physically meet them and jen is like feeling like why is this story constantly changing she's like it's like i'm reading a novel that hasn't been finished writ being written and every time i hear something else it's different from what i heard the last time so it's like either they're looking for a wife for you or they're not and it's like it's been three years he still wants to wait two more months to tell his parents, I'm getting something fishy here. I caught that too. But I also want to say, in the beginning, he said straightforward before they went to the parents' house, we knew that the parents had someone lined up. Remember, he split and went to the gym so he didn't have to meet up with said person because Jen was coming, whether that was one, two, three, or four people. But also, she told Jen the mom told Jen right out of the gate, we've been looking for a couple of years. If Jen wanted that relief, she could have said right there, she could have blurted it out. She could have said, well, I'm his fiance, but everybody's being pretty disrespectful to his culture, in my opinion, because they see the astrologer. That's a cultural thing, but everyone's making fun of that saying, oh, how can an astrologer give you a date? Well, that's, that's their thing. So not only is Jen not believing it, but Randy's certainly not buying it, but Randy isn't buying anything. I think that her friends being there are making it worse. Like, I feel like Jen has enough that she needs to figure out on her own and them being there is just making it worse because they're just like putting things in her head and giving her doubt. Like Jen has enough doubt as it is. Like she doesn't know if she trusts him. She doesn't know if he's talking to other girls because she's not, she was never worried about the Randy 
DMs. Never in her in a million years did she care about that. But yeah. it's putting the thought in her head. Well, if he was talking to Randy, what if he was talking to other girls? That's where it's going wrong. And it's like Randy's making a huge deal about this DM situation. She's like, oh, well, you were going to meet up with me. He's like, I knew who you were from the beginning. I yeah. thought it was a fun little game that we were playing. I never was going to meet up with you. But it's like yeah. that situation is being blown out of proportion. And I think it's making Jen feel like, well, can I trust him? Like he has been saying that he was going to tell his parents for three years. And I checked his phone, but it's in Hindi. I don't know what's going on now. It's like clouding her mind at the worst possible time. Because within two months, what if he really does tell his parents? Like, is she actually yeah. going to be ready? Because now she's doubting everything. All of the doubt that she has was put in her head. She didn't have doubt in the beginning until she was getting ready to go there. And Randy's like, oh, let's catfish him. And it was all Randy planting all of that doubt, every bit of it. But I also, I don't know. I'm, there is something fishy there. I agree. But I just, I just keep feeling like you're right. You are so right about her just inserting more and inserting more and inserting more. It's, it's just not okay. They're making it worse. They're making it way worse than it needs to be. She needs to spend these two months in her own head and her own thoughts with Rishi and figuring out what she wants to do. And yeah. it, give them the two months. Like, look, if you don't tell them in two months, I'm getting back on a plane. And this is it. Like, I'm not going to play this game with you. But she needs to have a, a cloud-free time from other people's judgment and other people's input. Because now she doesn't know who to believe. She doesn't know what to do. She's walking out of the dinner. She doesn't know whose word is golden, whose word is truth. She just knows that there's all this doubt, there's all this going on in her mind, and she's thinking he's maybe a pathological liar. And don't get me wrong, Rishi stretches the truth, and stretching the truth is lying. But is he lying blatantly, or is he just saying is enough of it to where he's not hurting her or starting a fight? And I think that's where the line is getting blurred. We don't know if he's like straight up lying, or if he's trying to protect what he's doing because it's not as big or horrible as it's going to be made out to when she hears it. Cause like you said, a lot of it is cultural, it's cultural stuff. So, but to an American, it's not cultural. you think that you think that it's horrible and it's a reason to end your relationship. So yeah. I think that she needs time away from everyone, maybe even from Rishi just to be in her mind and think about what she really wants because living in India is a huge deal and marrying this guy is a huge deal. And her friends are making it harder for her to make that decision. But also, there's still no proof. Randy said, you deleted the messages. You did this. You did that. You blocked me. You deleted the messages. Okay, if Randy was that good of a friend, why is there no screenshots? Show me the receipts. If I'm, if that was happening to me, I'm taking screenshots because I know it's going to be gone if I don't. So I would take screenshots to show my friends. So I feel like Randy... You should have had the receipts. You should have had it. All right, guys, we've run out of time with part one. We're going to come back with part two. We have so much more to talk about. Thank you so much to my co-host, Cara, for joining me. This is the George Mossy Show, 90 Day Fiance, season four, episode 11 podcast recap. I am George Mossy. Make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at George Mossy, georgemossy.com, and anywhere you get your podcast. You need to follow my co-host, Cara, too. Her links are right here at the bottom. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you really soon.